Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vanabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Uh, and we were talking about, I actually worked Star Wars into my class today, Kenton. Um, we were talking about, I'm kind of blending some of my social media marketing class into first year radio <laughs> uh, because um, we're, we're talking about now is my students have made their podcast. They've all created a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they have to market the podcast. So they've, they put it up on Anchor and they're, they're out through the world. And so we're just talking about different social media marketing strategies kind of thing. So one of the things I talked about was making memes and GIFs because they're, they're fun things. People like to share them. Um, if you can get onto a meme at the right time, you can really get a lot of traction. Same thing with GIFs. And uh, so as examples, we went over how to make them using different tools and we made some and I made some for our podcast that might, I might use at some point. Oh. So one of the ones I made was uh, there's the meme of the, the guy sitting at a table and you see something, something, and it says, prove me wrong. You put whatever you want on that sign, right? <laughs> yeah. So I put, The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie ever. Prove me wrong. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> Troll. Right. You're trolling Yeah, people. exactly. That's what that's all about, that meme. Um, the other one I did was for, um, actually, it was a GIF. And I made this a while ago. I don't know if I ever told you that I made this. But remember you made your joke about the, uh, the milk scene in The Last <laughs> Jedi? Where you had that, that creature, mermaid, or yes, whatever it's called. and he turns and he goes, it's a living, Yeah. after I mean, Luke milks him. I made a gif out of that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Does it say it's a living? Yes, it does. That's funny. Yeah, Do people I, like it? I, I, you I haven't shared know, it? I don't know if I ever shared it, so I'll, I'll tweet that out. Oh, yeah, media. share it. Um, That's funny. I was thinking. I was actually thinking about doing that very thing if I wasn't so lazy to actually. Well, try it's, to... it's not too hard to do, but I. Uh, but you got to skew it up. You got to get. You got to get the scene. That's the first thing. You that's right. Do. So yeah. I found the scene on YouTube, and there's a tool on Giphy. That's G I P H Y. There's a tool that allows you to upload uh, YouTube videos and actually make gifs out of them. So that's great. Works really well, and you can also put text on it. So I did that as well, and uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I would like. You know what would be funnier is if you made the connection, because the reason you say that is because it has to do with the Flintstones, right? Yeah. Of all the all the appliances in the Flintstones that are basically animals, like a, like a pelican is the dishwasher and whatever that is. Um, and they always look into the camera and go, it's a living. It's a living. So that, that would be, if you I don't know if that's where it's, to that. Is that where it started? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's been around. I think, I think of, when I think of it's a living, I think of Peter Jordan and <laughs> <laughs> that's a local reference. Local references get you local. He was the local CBC Jordan. reporter. Who would go do people's jobs for Actually, a day? Uh, precursor and they to, were good. They were fun. Precursor yeah. to dirty jobs. To be fair, dirty yeah. jobs kind of stole his bit. Although they probably didn't know about it. Yeah. But I think that if you watch Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe, it's exactly the same thing, except local here to here to Winnipeg. <laughs> you so. just reminded me. I have an it's a living story, and that is Peter Jordan. Once uh, I was parked with some friends in the parking lot at the at the concert venue La Rendezvous. Ah, yes. And there was very few places to park, so yeah. you had to get there early. And so the the venue wasn't open yet, so we're just sitting in the car. Behind the venue, and the band that was playing that day was Doug and the Slugs, ah, uh, Canadian classic. Work. That's them. And so we're sitting in the parking lot, the full parking lot. And we're just sitting in the car waiting for the venue to open. And there's a knock at the window, and we turn and look, and it's Peter Jordan from CBC. It's a living. And so I roll down the window. And he goes, "Hey guys, uh, I'm opening act here tonight uh, because he performed as so Rocky singer. Yep, yeah, yep. He goes, "I'm the opening act, and I got nowhere to park my car." And uh, and load up my gear. So I was wondering if I could have your parking spot. To which we said, "Sorry." <laughs> and, we were, and I rolled the window back up, 
And it, and it occurred to me now that uh, it occurred to me now I should have like looked to, uh, or he or I should have looked to the camera and said, it's a living. <laughs> so then I felt bad. He never but, but it was like because there was nowhere to go. That was the problem. Nobody had anywhere to park. He was uh, yeah. he should have done an it's a living on himself as a as a performer. That would yeah. be interesting. I don't think uh, he ever did that under a not or or how about an it's a living on being a podcast host. Never for did us? that. For, what do you mean? Yeah, he could come. He could come and uh, oh, do see. our. He yeah. could host our show, but he doesn't do it anymore. No, no. He's where not. is he these days? I don't know where he is. Peter, if you're out there, this started give off us a as call. a Star Wars story. It does. I have um, another Star Wars story. So this is, of course, our our regular weekly segment called Star Wars Clickbait. Oh, Jabba! What? How? <laughs> talking about huh? what goodness gracious me there's variations of this some headlines are more clickbaity than others depending on what publication it is but i like this one i think this is the most most clickbaity of the headlines and again it has to do with the mark hamill tweet oh and i know I, I don't know like does he realize what he's doing like what kind of fuel he's giving these people who write these clickbait articles i don't know if he realizes that he's making jokes and he's teasing people oh i think he realizes it i think he re- i think he understands that anything he says will be misunderstood and capitalized upon in yeah, equal measure. He does I, it anyway. Uh, well, what are you going to do? It's like, you know, every once in a while, like as a teacher, you tweet something and people don't get what you mean or whatever. They think you're trolling the people or something, and you're not. You're just trying to tell a joke or yeah, something. That's all people, he's doing. People think of actors and whatever people they know as a one as one issue, one dimensional people. But Mark Hamill is not that. He's not a one dimensional person. He makes jokes. He okay. is serious, and everything in between. So I don't think he. I, I just don't think he actively reins it in. I just think he just, he just, he's just put, himself. Just wants to do. Yeah, just okay. does what he wants to do. Oh, it's funny. And if I was following him, I do follow him on Twitter. When I do see stuff, I like it and I I interact with it. And and he's a lot of fun. So this one is. And this uh, when you get to the subhead. So this is the, mm-hmm. the the headline is Mark Hamill reveals his Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. And then to be fair, and I know you know where this is going, but to be fair, uh, the subhead, once you click through, now it's too late because I've already clicked, but the subhead says, it's not what you think. Um, and the, the joke here is that Star, uh, Mark Hamill tweeted a photo of his Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, meaning his trailer on the movie set yeah. that he stayed in between between scenes. Every, every course, star of the film gets their own trailer. And so he showed his, and it's a pointing a picture of him saying, uh, Master Hamster is the is the I don't know why it says Master Hamster, um, but he's kind of hide. It's funny because he's kind of hiding behind the door, like he doesn't want to reveal what he's wearing, kind of thing. Like he, that's usually. So maybe there is a spoiler well, in there, but I, it's not the trailer. Let's analyze the sleeve of his <laughs> cloak. Like, come on. So he says. Yeah, that drives me crazy. People, oh shoot! I clicked through and now it's it's messing with me. Um. He says the the tweet from Mark Hamill is a photo of him and his trailer saying people keep asking me over and over and over again when will they release the episode nine trailer a I don't know b until they do just be satisfied with this exclusive look at my own personal Star Wars trailer and then hashtag patience Padawans um, so anyway that's just a it's a fun little thing but again it's a clickbaity headline and I'm not a fan of that so well you could turn that into uh, into anything. Like Mark Hamill reveals the secret Jedi sleeve that will play a major role, <laughs> or whatever, and then you click on it, and it's I, like, I don't think I would click on that though. No, that well, that's right. You wouldn't say sleeve. He reveals a major costume decision, something like that, and everyone will log in to see the lightsaber. That's good, actually. That's they see a, yeah, yeah, they see a sleeve. Yeah. Okay. Got another one there. No. Um, do you have any that you want to share? Um, I haven't been uh, writing them down, but there's 
there's more and more every week. We use Flipboard, right? Is that what you're still I'm getting? I'm using them? Flipboard. Yep. Yeah, and it's so it scours the net and looks for Star Wars. And actually, I get good articles in there too. By the way, yeah. It's, so I, it's, it's not, not like... it's not only clickbait. There was the there's a really good article recently about the theft of the Star Wars merchandise last year. That oh, came yes. up there. The, the uh, Rancho Obi-Wan yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that came up recently. And I was like, wow, I was really glad that that came up because I really wanted to read that. Yeah. But I, but you start to notice um, one of the things, like I, I, I guess I don't have a specific clickbait this week, but I've started to notice how the wave comes. Like basically, so Mark Hamill will tweet something. Then the wave of people writing clickbait comes after it yeah. with different levels, as you say, of clickbaitiness. Yes. And so you go to like Flipboard that, and you get 10 in a row. Of all the same story. Of all the same yes, story. And right. so then you can – so in fact, Flipboard is doing us a service by putting all 10 together – where you can kind of go, okay, this is all the same crap. This that's is right. all yeah. what people yeah. are making out of the single tweet yeah, or whatever. Right. So, yeah, so it's easier to avoid when it all comes together. One of the stories that kind of broke in our since our last episode we recorded uh, was that they finally announced the actual opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at uh, Disneyland and Disney World, which is coming up uh, very soon, actually. Was oh, it both? Yeah, they have land both. and world. Yeah, land and world. How did um, I forget that? I don't know. It was always going to be land first. That was always the the idea. Um, it's so it is uh, May thirty first. This May coming up at Disneyland in California, and August 29th at Walt Disney World in Florida. Huh. So there's been all kinds of talk about what how is this going to impact um, attendance and all this other stuff. Like you know, there, there's going to be a huge rush of people to go see this when it opens. Um, it says that it is the largest single themed land ever created in a Disney park, so it's going to be larger than any of the other themed lands at uh, at Disney. Um, although at Disneyland, I'm getting confusing people here, but Disneyland only had two to begin with. They had um, the proper Disneyland, which has been, always been there, and then mm-hmm. there is the um, California Adventure, which kind of takes a lot of like it has a Cars land, it has other kind of tangential disneyish things but it's not necessarily um the classic disney characters mm-hmm. so this is the third thing and of course at disney world this is the fifth park at disney world after magic kingdom uh animal kingdom hollywood studios and uh, Exp- expo Ep- epcot mm. right so this is the fifth one there now one of the things that i find interesting is um i thought this would be fun to go through this list this is a list of the food that's going to be available at the different places to eat at Disney. Um, so they've got the names of the dishes here and, and photos. And, and I'll, I'll share this link so people can look through this stuff. But I thought I'd, I'd bounce these off of you and get your reaction to uh Please tell to me there, these. there's Wookiee cookies? Or? Uh, I don't think so. That was the original Star Wars menu item. I think that they're actually – I think what they're trying – they're going for here is to make it feel like genuine Star Wars food. Oh, okay. So and is the food uh, of high quality or does it look to be cheap? There, there's very, there's various uh, – at Disney, I think I've spoken about this before on either This or Media Nerds. At Disney, there are varying levels of food you can get. You can get like mm-hmm. super expensive – there's a character restaurant. I'm sure there will be in Star Wars land as well, where it's like you sit down to eat and the Star Wars characters are walking among you and they come up to the mm. table. And, and they do that with like the basic, like you know, the Disney characters and all kinds of stuff. It's super expensive. It's like 50 bucks a person for that. It's usually a, a buffet, hmm. uh, that type of restaurant. It's character character dining, they call it. Um, and then you could go all the way down to a basic kind of fast foody kind of a place. But even those are pretty good. Like we had a, a tacos or there was a taco stand or place or whatever. Uh, when we were at Disney World, and it was decent. It was it was better than Taco Bell. I'll hmm. say that much, right? Better than your standard fast food in that category. So, all right. So here's the uh, here's some of the um, 
Okay, first one is called Braised Shack Roast, spelled S-H-A-A-K, not Shack as in Shaquille O'Neal, Shack Roast, and it is a hearty beef pot roast complete with cavatelli pasta, kale, and mushrooms. They found, have... found a docking bay seven, food and cargo. <laughs> this is one of the restaurants. They have pasta and mushrooms in the Star that's Wars right. universe. Well, that's that's kind of what my question about all this is. What examples of food have we seen in Star Wars that we can base this off of? Like, how do they come up with this stuff? Like, the only food well, we know of is the blue milk, right? What are they eating at – what is what is Luke and his uh, aunt and uncle eating at the table there when they're eating? We don't know, right? Scones. Well, we don't know. <laughs> what else? We I'm else? guessing scones. What else is there? Um, uh, Luke has a bite of something to eat on Endor. Not Endor. Uh, Dagobah, when he gets there, he has a little snack. He's right. eating a little – like a, that's like astronaut food. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like a little protein bar or something like that. He's eating that. Um, you know, I just can't think of any other examples of Star Wars food. We've never, we've also never seen a Star Wars bathroom, so that'll be new. <laughs> Disney World. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's the same. Well, Star Trek, we have seen bathrooms down in Star Trek, but Star Wars, <laughs> not yet. Next one's called Fried Indorian Tipyip. More Tipyip. This comes from. Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, this I guess is the restaurant. Fried chicken dish comes with a healthy heap of roasted vegetable mash and herb gravy. Now, the cool thing is that they make it look like they've deep fried it. It looks kind of like, I don't know if you can see that photo, but it looks a little bit like a weird shape. Yeah. It's like they're making this into a weird shape that doesn't look like a normal chicken finger. It looks like a, I don't know what it looks like, but it looks like a rib of some kind of it's creature. like a hot dog from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it, actually what it looks like to me is like a, the shape of a um, Twinkie. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Fried and Dorian tip yip. Um Ithorian, Ithorian garden loaf. Ah. So again, it's uh it's it's not it's a vegetarian. Oh, hey, hey vegetarians, Star Wars Land has a meatloaf just for you. It's plant-based garden loaf. It's served with roast vegetable mash, seasonal vegetables, and mushroom sauce. Um so that's like a vegetarian option uh, for those of you who don't eat meat. Um Felucian Garden Spread, mm-hmm. smoked kadu ribs. I don't know. Like, so they 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 have exotic names, but the ingredients are all what we know. Pretty much, and they all kind of have the same look of like this is a this is a mix of vegetables or something, mm-hmm. and then the piece of meat is kind of laid on top of it, like uh like the, the, this is how they imagine food would be served up in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, pa- Pablo had to tell them how well, to do. I, I'm I'm wondering if he had any input into this. He must have. He must have. Right. I think I saw him tweeting that he had. Uh, that he had worked on Galaxy's Edge. So yeah, he has definitely consulted on it. So I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think Pablo's known for his culinary uh, skills. I don't think he's ever published a cookbook. But he <laughs> he would be. So he would probably come up with the concept or theme or something, and then they would have a. No, but he's what Pablo's really good oh, at. They, is, you know, B. Arthur, of course, uh, was in the Star Wars universe at the bar. So yes, they they could have B. Arthur singing songs as this stuff is served. <laughs> Someone playing B. Arthur they in the have, holiday they special. They should have like um, uh, I'm sure they could do this. Make a make a, kind of a hologram looking display. They could oh. absolutely do this. Have a hologram of B. Arthur singing. That should be, that would be awesome. And it just occurred to me: isn't Harvey Corman playing a Julia Child's character in the holiday special too? Yes, he is. That so that is the the. Star Wars equivalent of the Swedish chef. There you go. Or whatever. Yeah, so exactly we have right. – so there are – so there's that. I'm trying to think. Was there any other food-related Star Wars character? Just whatever they eat. Well, the eat, bartender. Yeah, whatever they eat at uh, – they you know, the, the Ewoks give them food. Like, you never get to know what the name is, but that's kind of like – Ooh, you know what they should have? Walrus man arm should be on the menu. 
Like it should be actual things that happened in the movie. Uh, it's hilarious. You just that like could be roast funny. It yeah. it's, it's got a sleeve. It's got the hand on the end. The, the, the orange sleeve. That could be great, actually. Oh. I guess they can't oh, do man. that. No, that would be in bad taste, I think. Then, then, then generations of kids would see the movie and go, that's the arm that we ate yeah, in Disney exactly. World. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that so those are some of, some of the ideas behind that. And, and so again, is, it, is this is the idea that you spend the day here in this theme park? Well, is I'm the sure idea... they want you to spend multiple days there. So, so there's, is there a hotel there? Yep, gonna, there's going to be a hotel. Uh, the hotel is only at Disney World, not at Disneyland. They don't have the space for it. I don't know. Actually, I don't know when the hotel opens. It might not. I don't think it's going to be part of the opening of the uh, park. But is there like a specific? I haven't been to Disney World since I was in grade four. But right. is there? Is there? Like a specific hotel in that area, as opposed to just a Disney World hotel. Is there a Star Wars hotel? There will be a Star okay. Wars hotel. It's not ready yet. Gotcha. But not only in Walt Disney World, not in Walt Disneyland. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is, they don't. They have a couple of hotels at Disneyland, but they mm-hmm. really are limited in space, right? Because they can't, they can't really expand out too much. Whereas Disney World, they bought a huge parcel of land, and they have a like, virtually unlimited space to to expand out from. Hmm. So uh, and I've driven around there. I did that recently, and it's it's like it is a good drive from park to park. And of course, it's all connected by the monorail. So you would probably whatever the um, whatever the wherever the Star Wars hotel opens, you would be able to take the monorail straight from the hotel to the park hmm. and get off there. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see. And the reviews are in. People are saying it's awesome. People are getting hmm. kind of a sneak peek. Are saying it's really really good. I'm excited to uh, to visit it again. I was hoping this summer. It's not going to happen this summer, but sometime soon. We have a deal. Okay, Shannon, my daughter Shannon, is really into Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. she's full Harry Potter mania right now. She's reading the books, and she loves them. And everything. Anything that gets the kids to read. That's For what sure. I say. Yeah, no, yeah. I have no problem. These are big books, by the way. Those Harry oh, Potter Oh, yeah. Books are... they're, not, they're not easy reads, no, necessarily. No, no, no. She's, she's diving right in there. Yeah, part three is, I think, where it gets... Where the book starts, or no, is it four? Where the where it goes from just basically being a pocketbook to being a yeah yeah. A she's major... on, I think she's on number four right now. Yeah, the I think that's the one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, she's reading that, and so she really wants to go see the Universal Studios Harry Potter um, universe or whatever, mm-hmm. right? The Hogwarts and all that stuff. So the deal is, we're going to go there. She wants to go there before she turns eleven, which is <laughs> two years. Why the so, timeline? Well, I don't know, because that's when Harry Potter went to school. Oh, she so she oh she wants to go there when she, like at the same age that Harry. Potter was well you should explain to her that as you grow up your desire to go there will decrease so let's just (laughs) let's let you age to like 30 before we go that's right no I don't think that's true I think that I think they're the average age of the person going to that is probably mid-20s like mention (laughs) mention Harry Potter to our students and see their eyes light up I tell you yeah but Um, I I don't get the sense that I, I the movies yes I don't get the sense that everybody went into the book some one of the podcasts I mentioned before is a Harry Potter podcast that uh, two students are doing, and they, they follow the, both the books and the movies. So right. they, they do talk in, in depth about the books and the differences between the two, which is really interesting. So, yeah, anyway, the, the deal is if we do that, we go down to uh, Universal Studios and then also at the same time visit Galaxy's Edge, and I get to my Star Wars fix. I wouldn't mind waiting till the hotel opens up just so I could try. It's, it's probably a million dollars a night. Well, you want to see like all of night, it. One night in the hotel. <laughs> it should look like Cloud City, where uh, be, you see them in the awesome. room. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what they've come up. Billy with. Billy D. Williams comes in and goes, "Well, well, well. What have we here?" <laughs> Every five minutes, he comes. A hologram right. comes right. walking in. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm excited about that. I think it's a great uh, new uh, frontier for Star Wars. We're gonna see more and more of that stuff to come. I think. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not against it. It's great, but it's just not. Uh, 
I'm at I'm at an age where that doesn't really appeal to me unless right. I see something amazing. Yeah. That uh, that nobody can stop talking about. Like if I heard Mark Hamill or they had the cast there. Or well, they something. Probably will for opening yeah. day. I wouldn't be surprised. That to right? me would be far more appealing. Opening, that, then, then I'd want to see it. Well, opening day is August in um, in uh, August of this year in, in yeah. Florida. So I, that's close enough to the release of episode nine that I suspect they'll have some sort of promotional thing going on with that. Uh, there was another piece here that I found about um, about the merchandise at uh, Star Wars Edge. So get your credits ready for Star Wars Galaxy Edge merchandise. So once you're all loaded up with the meal, with the shack roast, what, what are you going to spend? Yeah, shack with the Shaquille O'Neal roast, then then we're, then you go shopping. Yeah. So they have what do they have here? Now one of the things that they have is um, the pins. The pins are a big deal at Disney. Any Disney fan with oh. his or her salt has a collection of Disney pins, and you can tr- exchange them. You can go up to any uh, cast member, any person <laughs> who works there, and trade them a pin if you want, and that'll help you get different pins and stuff. So that is an ongoing thing. I did actually pick up a nice little BB-8 pin when I was mm. there last oh, time. Oh, that's right. But uh, they will have more. Um, let's see here. We don't know any of the prices yet, but we already know we're going to want... Uh, Okay. Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities is the place to find Jedi and Sith artifacts from around the galaxy. The shop is going to be selling boxed legacy lightsabers, display stands, and replica trinkets from different Star Wars movies. Also being sold there are... That's a passive voice I don't like. um, (laughs) Mistakes were made. um, Sith holocrons, holocrons? Which which uh, say quotes and information from around the galaxy, so it kind of works. <laughs> They've actually got a little bit of a thing here. You can see a little bit of a. Uh, it looks like the holocron from, uh, well, Rebels is the last time I saw. It's probably one. like the magic eight ball. It is, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah, you rub it and yeah, it, it tells your future. Decidedly so. <laughs> Put it back down. Um, Toydarian Toydarian toy maker. Is going to be a favorite of kids heading into Star Wars Galaxy Edge. The shop is filled with plush toys of favorite characters and creatures like Ray and adorable Porgs. Guests will always find, also find clue horns and other instruments to join in with a cantina <laughs> band. See, all of this sounds good on paper, and all I can picture is mobs of children pushing and shoving their way. That's not how it is. Everywhere. That's not how it is. How? How, how, well, how do they control it? it? It's it's. I don't know. I mean, when I was there, it was like it was busy. It was Disney World. It was you know lots mm-hmm. of people, but I didn't feel overly packed in the stores because everything's so spread out. People are moving around, right? It's it just it's just about traffic flow, really. There's not like you know there might be a crush at the beginning, but by the time I get out there, it'll be done. Um, there's the uh, creature stall. This uh, location will allow guests to purchase small critters and creatures, including raftars, porgs, and tauntauns. Some of the creatures will even make noise or move. <laughs> Savvy's workshop. Oh, that's where you make your own lightsaber. They had that at uh, Disney World when I was there. There's a little stand right. where you can kind of assemble your own personal lightsaber. It's the kind that. How much um, does that set you back? Oh, geez, I don't remember. It wasn't too much. Like one thing I really liked about Disney is that the merchandise wasn't like superly expensive. They could have absolutely overpriced it, but they didn't. But like getting on, in is a fortune. Yeah, already, getting in right? is like a hundred bucks, but but the. The, the merchandise on average, like it was twenty bucks American for something. That was there were a few things that were more. Obviously, they have much bigger things, but you could get a decent stuffed animal for twenty bucks, which mm-hmm. is what we ended up getting. The lightsabers we got. Now we got the kind that were like, um, like a solid uh, blade, like it just lights up kind of thing, mm-hmm. so it doesn't retract. And then these these kinds in the build your own lightsaber uh, area is like the kind that retracts. So it's got the plastic that kind of telescopes in and out, but it still lights up. So it's mm-hmm. still pretty cool. And you can make one. You can even make one like Kylo Ren's that has the stuff on the sides, 
like the hilt or, or the um, whatever it is called yeah. there. So oh, you can also make droids while hanging out uh, at the droid depot. Uh, so wow. you can actually build your own droid, which is kind of neat. Called the Black Spire Outpost. <laughs> Black Spire Outfitters is where you can get into your galactic style. Full ensembles or separate pieces. Uh, you can get first order, first order flags, badges, and other items to show your allegiance to the first order. Those sympathetic to the resistance can shop at the Resistance Supply. It's like Winnipeg Supply. Resistance Supply for all your resistance needs. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. it sounds it sounds like you can buy things. What are the rides? Like- now, what do we know about rides? All we know is that there's the Millennium Falcon ride. That's right. the only ride we've really heard of so and, far. Uh, some sort of cantina. Experience well, that's, that's no. Something. The cantina is like a, a restaurant. That's all it is. Yeah, it's I'm not like sure. a, the Country Bears don't come out at a certain point. Well, you know what a, I mean? They oh, don't have baby. the animatronic. Uh, Whatever the Country Bears version of Star Wars is, the uh, Jabba's Palace uh, singers. Oh, they could do that. Yeah, they might do it's gotta that. It's got to be something, right? But I'm sure there is a food aspect to it as well. It's going to be yeah. the only place in the Disney park where you can buy alcohol. So, Oh, really? Yeah, you will be able to buy alcohol in there. So, Sounds like I'd need it, being around all those kids <laughs> running around everywhere, and pushing and shoving and hitting people with their the, the lightsabers just they just I, built. When I go, I'm going to be posting on Instagram. I'll be posting <laughs> the equivalent of the feet on the beach posts, which is going to be my feet up on a stool in the cantina and saying, wish you were here, Kenton. Will the kids be in the distance uh, hitting each other with their lightsabers? I don't know. Remember when uh, I think it, your kids brought lightsabers here to school? Those are the ones we bought. Yeah, those right. are the ones we bought in Disney World. And you know what I still remember? I remember you leaving the school. They were following you. They were younger then. So how many years ago? I don't know. A few years ago anyway. And, almost three years ago, I guess. Yeah, and I remember you leaving the school, and they were following behind you. And my last view of what I saw was you were turning the corner, and the kids were behind you kind of ignoring where you were going. And where, and they were hitting each other with the lightsabers. That's what I remember. I remember seeing the kids hitting each other, and you were just like, you were like direct, you were going to the car, regardless of who was doing what behind that's you. That's right. And so the last thing I saw were the kids hitting each other, and I thought, that's what's going to happen when you get a bunch of kids to build a lightsaber. They're all going to be hitting each other. And then when they get, and, and, then, and then remember your daughter. Kenton pushed me was the punchline to your daughter. So she's going to hit you with the lightsaber, and then you're going to go, ow, and you're, and she's going to go, you hit your head against my lightsaber. She's going right. to do something like that. It's my that. fault. It's she's, my right. fault. Right. She's going to find some way to blame the very person who p- brought her there and paid a million dollars for her to see all this stuff. <laughs> You'll get blamed. There'll be tears. Uh, you know who I sound like? Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters. Do you, you want to go. go to a magical movie that'll stay with you for the rest of your life, or do you want to go to Goofy, Goofy Golf? Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Goofy Golf. That's a that's a. We were talking before we started the podcast. That's the movie that's on Amazon Prime as well. Oh, Close is Encounter. it? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I they've can't. Got, they've got I can't really stop watching that. I just really love that. Of movies there. That's what. That's one of the all time great. All movies. All right. Uh, let's finish up with a little talk about toys here. Have you um Have you found any new toys or seen yeah. anything interesting? Yes, I look. I always look. I don't buy anymore because there's just frankly too much out there at this point. But uh, I have seen uh, basically all of the solo figures, the six-inch Star Wars Black Series, have made their way through Winnipeg. They are not selling fast. I see them time and again, uh, particularly at GameStop, where they have tons of them. Okay. Um, I saw uh, there was one point when I would have when I wanted to buy Ray on her speeder bike, Star Wars Black Series. Yeah. That was in like ninety dollars when it came out, and I even saw it for twenty recently on sale, and I still didn't buy it. Okay. Just because there's too much of it. Um, then a Walmart got in the whole wave of Star Wars Resistance figures, and oh. that was the, that's the first new kind of anything that I've seen at Walmart in a very long time, and those appear to have sold quickly. I don't know how many they had originally, but they um, they had they have a whole 
little section devoted to them, and there's not many left. It looks like they had lots. And well, the, that's a pretty new property. And by the way, yeah. that finale just aired last weekend. Have you watched any no, of them? No, I, I honestly, I didn't stick with it. I watched the first couple episodes, and then I just kind of it fell off the radar for me, and I did not come back to it. I might catch up over the summer if yeah. I have time. Um, but, I, I mean, I've heard uh, – I don't know. I haven't really heard much about it, good or bad. I just It's just another – Star Wars cartoon. I did get invested in Rebels. Like Rebels mm. did grab me off the bat. This one did not. So I don't. That doesn't mean it's better or worse. But it is current, and that's just maybe enough for people that is current. One of the clickbaits I saw today was a critique of the show, uh, and and it was not positive. But I don't. Okay. I don't know. It's clickbait. It so is, I don't, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it it hasn't pulled me in either. But I, but I will say the figures are pretty sharp. Like they kind of have. I always like that original Clone Wars cartoon series with the very um, distinct animation style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so I bought those figures just because I thought they were nifty. And these kind of have that kind of flavor to them. They did a nice job of capturing the look of the art from the show in the figures themselves. And um, there's been a few um, of the larger figures that have shown up at Walmart, too. Uh, not lots of them, but enough that uh, I never thought I'd see them again. Mm-hmm. And so to see them is like like a little bit different. But apart from that, I have not seen like we're definitely in an off season right now. And yeah. when when um, oh, what, what do they call it again? What's the Star Wars Day called? Force Friday. Yes. When the, and apparently they are doing Force Friday again this year. Yes, so they will. Uh, when that rolls around, I imagine we'll see like the lion's share of stuff get renewed. And you've said it many times we are in the dark. We are in the dark times. We are in the Empire. Every no, week when we do this podcast. We're like, next week there'll be bigger news, and they're, it's just we're just kind of like enjoying talking about Star Wars right now. Yeah. But we're on the cusp of kind of well, a celebration, celebration. Celebration will bring some new stuff. Are you we'll going, probably, by the way? No, I can't. I can't make it. It's, by yeah. the way, it's sold out. Um, Monday is still open. There's still tickets available for Monday at Celebration, which is the final day. I don't know what you're going to do there on Monday. I don't know why you uh, don't have it open on Monday, but there it's there. Go get the leftovers. I guess. From, but, yeah. yeah, that's the only day that's not sold out. And then just the, the airfare was too much for me to – to uh to pick that up so sorry i'm not gonna be able to go to celebration unfortunately i really wanted to go but i've still got my u.s ban on i was kind of i was uh, and i won't go there until trump's gone that's fine that's fair uh uh but there's all kinds of stuff coming up in the u.s that i would like to go see and i'm like do you think you'll be gone by september i keep doing that will he be gone by (laughs) october will he be gone by specifically like if trump is impeached and and pence becomes president you're okay with that let's see what happens (laughs) okay Uh, i'll reserve judgment same administration i'll reserve judgment at this point okay because uh, anything wacky could happen, as we know. It's Wackyville. It's not the <laughs> USA. It's Wacky Land. So uh, let's see what happens. Right. But uh, you know, we're I'm going to be watching the live stream of Star Wars Celebration as I do every year. Yes, that's right. Particular. Do we know when the uh, special Episode Nine uh, get together is going to happen? Yeah. I would imagine the Saturday. I can, I shouldn't say for when sure. When was Friday though? Was remember? It? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember which one that was though. It's all well. The thing hazy. is, the thing is. We don't have a lot on the slate right now. Like like last celebration, they had not only did they had episode eight, which was the last mm-hmm. Jedi, they also had I think Rogue One and Solo in the works. So we had a lot of that stuff, I think. Yeah. So there was a lot of like those movies, but right now the only movie we know anything about is episode nine. That is right. going to be the focus of it. So I think that's going to be the main thing. I don't know what else they could possibly. Obviously, they're going to do something on Resistance and something yeah. about, I don't know, the, they're they're rebooting the, the Clone Wars again. Um, by the way, um, 
I should mention this. If you want to catch up on Clone Wars on Netflix, now's the time because that is leaving Netflix in April. Early April, Clone Wars is going to be off Netflix. I assume it's going to be reposted on the Disney Plus streaming service. Oh, but, you're right. But that is the uh, end of a. And by the, that final season was a Netflix only exclusive. That the season six that they did uh, was not anywhere but Netflix. So yeah, if you want, if you've never seen Clone Wars and you want to get going on it and you don't want to pay for Disney Plus yet, then you can start watching it there. Oh, I forgot about that too. I almost at this point would rather see The Mandalorian, I guess, when it's on Disney Plus than uh, travel. To uh, get an announcement well, somebody, that, we, that know, I can watch they're, from they're home. They're actually, uh, what I would say to anybody who has not watched Clone Wars yet, the TV series, that look up a guide online and try to find like the key episodes to watch because it is such a slog to get all through all six seasons. Oh, I did it. I know you did, but, but, I, but I, I didn't. I, I couldn't chipped do it. away, though. Like, I, I didn't, I never binged. I was just like, hey, I got 20 minutes. And then I'd knock one out sort of thing. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's sort of like a pastime. Like, if you, if you go into it with binge, I'm going to binge this, it's going to kill you. You can't do it. No. no, and there's lots of shows like that. Yeah, that's true. Everybody told me The Good Wife is fantastic, and so I'm like, oh, is it? And I go look, and it's like 15 seasons yeah. of 100 episodes a season. Yes. I'm like, I'll take your word for it, but I like I can't get into this. And I, and there's a little bit of that with very, Clone Wars. Very there's difficult, lots of episodes. Uh, to, to get into a show that was designed for another era of television, right? Designed yeah. for an era of television that doesn't exist anymore, in which you would just watch it from week to week. You would show up there Mondays at 7 o'clock and watch the same show. Yeah. Doesn't happen anymore. By the way, we're hitting the mics with our hands like endlessly today. What Sorry. happened? We, I don't we, know. I, I just did. I did it three times. I think so far. I see, I've seen you do it once. I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm what adjusting. I'm just, that doesn't come through in the sound when I adjust. No, no, no. But I. But uh, I. It's been like this is a rookie mistake. Is hitting this mic and I've done it three times already. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you're out of practice. Well, there you go. Okay. Uh, it's, anything, because, it's, it's because there's no new Star Wars. That's, that's why. Right. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up? No, I don't think. Let me put my mind. Oh, there's a new Star Wars book out that oh. I saw. Uh, and speaking of clickbait, hang on a second, because <laughs> I saw it. I saw it, and I was like, I think I might like to buy that book. Uh, hang on, let me just get it here. And uh, oh, here it is. See this? The the Star Wars archives. It's called. Yeah, yeah, is this yeah, new? yeah. Have you ever seen this before? Uh, I saw a thing about it today. That's all I saw. Star Wars Archives 7783 Coffee Table Book, $126. It was originally retailing for over $200, it says oh, wow. here. It's on uh, uh, 9to5toys.com. And, oh, they said, oh, the price, oh, update, the price actually went back up a little, <laughs> a little bit. So <laughs> be it. And it's Click on page. Amazon. And, oh, and it was originally originally released in December, but I missed that completely. Yeah, but me it, too. Um, so there it is. It looks like it's an interesting book. I don't know. Part of me was wondering: Are these? Is, this isn't just a compilation of those other hardcover books I have, is it? I like, better know, check the, first before you buy yeah, it. Yeah, it might be. It might actually be that they finally put all those books together and yeah, uh, yeah. into one volume, which would be genius because I, I took me forever to get that Return of the Jedi one. Yeah. So if that's what they've done, then it's probably still worth it. But for sure, uh, that's the only thing that I saw in the last little bit on Star Wars that I was like, oh, all right, here we go. But apart from that, I have not seen. You know, as as we say, we're. We're gearing up for uh, Star Wars Celebration. It's, it's the dark times. That's, it has seen, already seen the end of Ben Kenobi, and soon it will see the end of the entire rebellion. That's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? 